the property pod. 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 pod welcome to the property pod with moneyweb the property sector is an ever-changing sector and in this podcast series your host suren naidu chats to movers and shakers in the property industry hello joining us in this episode of the property pod is giles pendleton chief development officer of attack limited the jsc listed property counter driving the development of the waterfall city mega development in the middle of Gauteng. The development is anchored by Mall of Africa, the largest shopping center to be built in a single phase in South Africa, which opened back in 2016. Since then, Waterfall City has seen even more development surrounding the mall, such as the iconic PwC Tower head office and Deloitte's Africa head office, as well as Ellipse high-rise development. more recently last week attack hosted a tour at waterfall city and its neighboring waterfall logistics hub for property analysts and media overall the expansive waterfall precinct is one of the fastest growing new development nodes in south africa and arguably africa giles joins us now to give us the latest insight on what's coming out of the ground there and some of attack's future plans for waterfall city Welcome to the property pod Giles. Thanks Sarin, it's a pleasure to be here. Giles, before we chat about Waterfall City itself, give us some background of yourself. How long have you been chief development officer at Attack and what's your history in property? Uh, I understand you even spent some time working in Dubai. Uh yes Sarin, thanks. Currently we're coming up to 4 years as uh, the chief development officer of Attack where prior to that I came in from Dubai where I spent uh, 12 years. primarily focusing on on smart and sustainable developments and precincts prior to that extensive time uh, been in Australasia and in Eastern Europe so a roundabout way to come home uh, originally from Durban where I entered the property sector in the late 90s in construction and sort of have worked my way through and up the tree but very happy to be here and um yeah I think the background and and what I bring to the table for attack is You know, after all those years in Dubai, I was really thinking big, and I think that's the thing that sets waterfall apart. It's big, so big, smart, and sustainable. Putting all of those together is what I think is the fundamental DNA of waterfall and its success. Charles, uh, I see you didn't mention your time at Liberty there. Maybe worth a mention of that as well, because you know, besides your Dubai stint, you have experience in the South African property scene even before Attack. Yeah, so and that's correct. I was managing director of developments at Liberty and that was back in 2011. The idea at the time was obviously a large expansion by by Liberty of the existing portfolio. So less about new developments and more about repurposing everything from Eastgate to Santon City and I think that portfolio has evolved over the years and is quite a lean mean portfolio at the moment. Very much anchored like attack I suppose around the fundamentals of smart and sustainability. So you know that th- those words now go hand in hand not only with new developments but I think both attack and other uh, progressive reits on embracing it on existing and older assets. You probably have one of the most exciting development or chief development roles in South Africa or in the property sector at the moment. Since you've joined Attack you say it's about 4 years 
What have you been involved with in driving Waterfall City? I know there were a lot of developments that happened prior to that, but it seems to be gaining a lot of momentum over the last few years, despite the economy not doing as well as we would like. Yeah, sir, and you actually you hit the nail on the head there. You're very correct in that assumption. You know, attack, well, should I say waterfall sort of predates attack to a degree. Um, it's 26 years in the making, the last 12 of where there's actually construction has occurred in waterfall. Three major master developers being attack and its predecessors, Century Property Developments and Baldwin Properties. So I think those three each have settled and focused on what they do well. And then in that in that regard, my last four years of the 12 at Attack has involved about 250,000 square meters of either completed or in construction or about to start construction development. So that's that, those are developments that are approved. And actually, funny enough, did the calc this morning, 30 separate buildings have uh, has happened in the last four years under Attack and, and my watch. So I think that a nice, healthy mix of residential, commercial and hospitality and industrial we haven't done uh, any retail in that time, but each one of those different sectors are all market-driven, are all tenant-driven, less and less speculative developments happening in Waterfall. I think when Waterfall first started, apart from the mall, there were a number of speculative offices and industrials uh, developments done, and that was really to get the ball rolling. And I think it's it's proved now that we don't need to do any more spec. I think of those buildings, and I think you were, you were at the, uh, the, the function um, it's almost organic growth now, and I think that's coming on the back of yeah, a, a muted economy, sort of a quasi recession. We've had uh, you know civil unrest. Uh, we haven't we've had COVID. We haven't really got into second or third gear as an economy yet. Waterfall still continues to be very successful in attracting tenants, and I think just because the macro picture of the country um, isn't where it could be, I don't think that stops the corporate movement and migration. Uh, the corporates, from our understanding, of, you know, of their businesses, there's still a consolidation underway. You know, Joburg and Pretoria have now have essentially become one city. So why have two offices if you could have one right and slap bang in the middle? So that consolidation still continues to occur. And classic examples of that are PwC and Deloitte. But I think more recently there's been a, a flight to quality, a flight to efficiency, a flight to sustainability, and a flight to safety. So I think. Waterfall and and what Attack's doing in its master development ticks each one of those boxes. You know that's everything from running a private security grid within Waterfall. So you know we see everything from number plate recognition, facial recognition. We're a very well-run precinct. You know that deals with the flight to safety, all the way through to the flight to efficiency and sustainability, where we're doing our first net zero office building at the moment for a corporate uh, that was their requirement, and the next two office buildings behind that are also planned to be net zero. So I think. The tenants want to be in Waterfall for a reason, and, and we can provide that, that, that solution to them. Thank you, Giles. Just uh, in terms of a broader picture of the scale of development that's happened at Waterfall City, you mentioned Century and Baldwin. That's on the residential side or estate side, pretty much. While Attack is driving the CBD and logistics side, the land parcel is huge. There are other players that we mentioned but uh, from an attack perspective, uh, you might want to zone in to what attack is involved in and what attack is driving. But give us a broader picture of the overall scale because it's massive. 
Yeah, Serena, it actually it is big. I think so. Tax uh, tax focus is essentially split in in two halves, uh, separated by the N1. And I think on the on the western side of the N1, we have our core CBD. So that's our central business district, anchored with the Mall of Africa, and then in concentric rings around that in a master planned environment, walkable precincts are land parcels that are now at a precinct size. So that's anything from a 20 to a 70,000 square meter block of, of, of bulk on land. And that is, is driving that whole mixed-use environment. So you will notice the cranes are up now. We've handed over our first uh, 200 residential apartments. People are living now vertically in Waterfall. Uh, we finished a hotel last year, which is the new, the new generation city lodge being the courtyard four-star, and continue to roll out more and more offices around, around the CBD. And then on the on the eastern side is our industrial holdings, so primarily logistics and distribution campuses, so less manufacturing. We don't have any dirty industries at the moment on that side, and I don't think we ever will. This is more about large, clean, sustainable warehouse and safe warehousing communities driven by the logistics of a of a city. That if you look at Johannesburg and Pretoria and the Greater Gauteng Metro, you know you're looking at at between 12 and 14 million people. So it's driving businesses that need to be right in the heart of that large base of customers. And, and from a tax perspective, you know, we've, we've built over 600,000 square meters in Waterfall hmm. across all the corporates and, and, and uh, campuses. That's a large rollout over 12 years. If you can, you can work it out, you know, the numbers on that. And that includes both the industrial. And, and the nice thing about industrial is, you know, you do 20 or 30,000 square meters at a time. That, that's, a, that's a sort of a normal warehouse. 30,000 square meter office is a, is a big office. You know, we, the two biggest we have at the moment are PwC and Deloitte at 48 and 42,000 square meters. So then we dropped down very quickly to, to the Cell C and the, um, and what was the Transnet campuses at, at around 24,000 square meters each. So, I mean, and, and those are big buildings. So, you know, when we, we, we have historically built large um, offices, there's less movement and migration in the very big office space, a lot of movement in the, Two and a half to call it five thousand square meter range. That's where the bulk, I think, of SA corporates are sitting. You know, and one of the nice things about Waterfall, I think, what we found is that we have a very high percentage of South African and African head offices of multinational and global companies. Mm. You know, that's Isuzu, Honda, that's uh, Novartis, PwC, Accenture, etc. So, you know, when you start to see these businesses clustering, and you start to understand and ask the questions, why are you seeing so many pharmaceutical so many tech companies, so many FMCG, and so many management and financial services coming to Waterfall. You know, and and you know these are competitors. PwC and Deloitte are, are natural competitors. You know, to see them across the street from each other is quite interesting. But that's I think is the nature of Waterfall. It, it offers what I think a lot of them, from a global perspective, are looking for in a South African location. Charles, you mentioned six hundred thousand for a tech, but overall, there's what. 2,000 hectares or, or something like that. So there's still a lot of development that will come over the next decade or two or possibly more. Correct, uh, Surin. It's actually uh, 2,400 hectares. So that's we, we refer you know, it's so big we actually refer to it as the farm uh, mm-hmm. because before Tack and Ball and, and, and Century, it was you know the mere family. The history of it was that it was it was and in still large parts of it still are actually a farm and are zoned farmland and have livestock on it. So. We have we still uh, a quasi farm. We we sort of um, we're the rural fringe, the old rural fringe uh, edge of the city of Joburg and Pretoria where they merged. Mm. So still a lot of development, Surin. You're 100% right. You know we've been going 12 years. <clears throat> you know how long will it take to finish Waterfall? Look, I think 
the reality is we've we've done, and I think one of the questions people ask is, well, what's been spent on waterfall to date? And I think if one just has to look at the, the valuation role for the city of Joburg, it's sitting somewhere north of 35 billion rand. Wow. That's happened over 12 years. And of the last 12 years, 70% has happened in the last six years and 30% in the first six years. So that's really shown how waterfall has ramped up exponentially lately rather than right at the beginning of its life. Uh, you know, with Baldwin focusing on, on, on the residential sector that they specialize in, now they've got years and years ahead of them of building a, of ground plus three walk-ups. They do fantastic communities, big communities. You know, they're anchored around things like crystal lagoons, et cetera. Centuries almost coming to the end of their journey. I think they, they are specialists in large, sort of large eco estates, freestanding homes. You know, the, the, the three estates are all completed in waterfall, still being built, but every stand is sold. There's retirement communities that Century was involved in. Those, those two have been very successful and sold. And also the equestrian estate, which they were involved at and is fully sold out. So I think from a residential perspective, which is the really the, <clears throat> still the big growth corridor in SA and waterfall, it's Baldwin leading the way on numbers just because they have a lot, a lot of land still to develop. Attacks still doing quite a lot of, of inner city residential haras. Uh, as you know, Ellipse, we've spoken about that. We're on phase two, should I say, the third tower at the moment. That's the tall 18-story tower that's that's going up. We're on uh, level two at the moment. Mm. And Ellipse has 620 units. And we've recently, well, recently being July, we launched the mix. That's our entry-level product into Waterfall. That's been extremely successful with our partner D2E. And that's, uh, you know, that's just passed over the 260 million rand in sales uh, in the last five months. And it's been a tough five months. You know, we launched the day the president put uh, Gauteng into lockdown. And then after that, we had, you know, civil unrest. And yet we've still managed to do a quarter of a billion on a, on a new product into Waterfall. So I think the, the product and the location sort of supersede the times that we're in. And I think people do want to be in this precinct. So whether you're a corporate or you were a resident or an owner, the fact that you, it's a walkable precinct, it's safe, it's secure, is playing is why a lot of people are making that move or that investment to waterfall. So long and short, lots done, but still a long way to go through. And I think next 20 years from now, we will still be building a waterfall because it's that big. Thanks for that, Giles. You've actually answered a few of my follow-up questions, but on the note of the scale and a city rising here, we've heard the president, uh, President Ramaphosa, often touting, since he came into office, touting the need for South Africa to build a new post-apartheid city. But you don't often hear the president mentioning Waterfall City, surprisingly. What would you say to this, or what would you say to the president, uh, maybe to get, grab his attention as, in a tongue-in-cheek way? Yeah, very good question, sir. And I think I'd say, you know, to our president is, you know, please come and see what we've done. Let us help and guide. You know, we, we we've paid school fees. We've done the hard yards. We know where and how these cities work. We know where the bottlenecks are. We know what it takes to actually get a city of this scale completed. I mean, at 2,400 hectares, you know, we will eventually have a population of about 150,000 permanent residents in Waterfall. Now, that's bigger than a lot of towns in this country. You know, we've got a 26-story building. We, we've got, uh, we were moving towards uh, an integrated transport platform, which will include a, a how train station. You know, all these things take a long time. And as I said, we've been at it 12 years. Certain roads are only now being built around Waterfall, provincial roads, that were planned, you know, 20 years ago, and we've been talking about them for for the last 12 years. So, 
Mr. President, it's it's easy to talk about creating these things, getting them into action is actually where the hard yards start. And I think we've paid so much school fees and we've got so many lessons learned and so much in-house skills, not just us, but all the people who've made Waterfall successful, that we would be more than willing and more than helpful to to share that knowledge and to to show you know what what can be done when as a country we put our mind to something for the long-term benefit of, of all of the residents and i think that's the thing about waterfall is that we are from the equestrian estate very expensive houses right the way through to entry-level products at waterfall junction hmm. we have eight schools you know across the board here we have um, everything from mosques to hospitals to cemeteries uh, we're a fully functioning standalone city. Even if you took Joburg and Pretoria alone, Waterfall would continue to to prosper. Uh, so I think that's what we would like to, you know, if, if the president was listening to this podcast, it would be amazing. But any of his advisors, anybody is that, you know, we're always welcome for visitors. Come and see what we do. Let us show people. And if we can learn those lessons and, and export them elsewhere, it would be, it would be for the benefit of, of all South Africans, not just those in and around Waterfall. Before we go, the biggest news I think, well, from from this year is the more recent re- announcement on the Waterfall Logistics Hub side, the announcement of US-based Vantage Data Center's investment of some 15 billion rand into a new data hub at Waterfall. Give us some insight into this. Um, you told us on the on the tour last week that you know it's just the first phase. Yeah, that's correct, Siren. So it's planned as a three-phase development, a total of of, of six data halls um, split into into three phases. Uh, we're on phase one at the moment, and in fact, we're topping out on Monday. There's a topping out ceremony, so that'll be the last of the of the structural concrete being cast. We've already taken one tower crane down, so the you know, our contractors on that Wilson Bailey Homes are building at an exceptional pace. But I think you know it was a bit of a coup to pull that 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 sort of investment off. And and you know if you ask, well, why here and why why not elsewhere? Look, Vantage are, are, are quite an aggressive uh, rollout of data centers globally. Uh, they focused on SA. They're building three. The big one is is the Waterfall one. And then you say, well, why Waterfall and not another location? And I think they did their homework, their due diligence. There were a number of prerequisites they wanted in a site. I think the first one being, you know, the close proximity to the major fiber lines in South Africa. And we have the the, the large uh, major route that runs up the N1. So it's a very, it's a direct tie into into the network, the fiber network of SA. That's the first thing. The second thing is data centers are probably the most power-hungry asset class you can get. Mm. So power is by far their largest single expenditure, even exceeding the bill price over the life of the, of the building. And in that regard, for them, you know, uh, Waterfall is a direct Eskom feed. So we, we are, in Eskom's eyes, a, a town. And hence, we're not City of Joburg Power. We are Eskom Direct Feed. So there's a substantial saving on that electricity bill. And then they wanted a partner that understood sort of new build, you know, precincts that are world class and not just a building in a sea of other buildings where no one's really controlling what happens between. And so in that regard, you know, they focused on us. Vantage is both the Propco partner. So there are 50-50 partners in the building of the dark shell. Uh, and then they're obviously our 100% opco as a tenant. And then below that tenant level comes all the hyperscale clients that they have signed up for this particular site. So, you know, the 15 billion is, is a combination of almost three people's or three tiers worth of investment. We build the dark shell, the tenant at a tenant level does a lot of the fit out. And then your hyperscale clients come in with the final fix of all of those 
racks and servers. So, you know, you'd think that in these times, you would probably be a little bit more airplay nationally about such a large scale investment. You know, a billion dollars is, is a massive amount of, and most of that uh, is actually is, is foreign direct investment. So it's coming in from overseas. It's not local funding. So, you know, absolute fantastic for us. And I think our partner advantage of, of being exceptionally busy in, in getting their, their hyperscale uh, clients signed up you know, and, and start talking about what is, when does phase two start and, and when do we start thinking about phase three? Uh, um, you know, we've built, or Vantage, should I say, has built its own substation. So the ability to expand from the first phase to phase three from a power capacity is, is essentially it's already built into the substation. And this, by the time we finish, I think the, the idea is that we're looking at somewhere north of 80 megawatt data center, which would make it, at the, you know, if it was finished today, would be 30 megawatts bigger than the, the next biggest one in SA. So, yeah, it's big. <laughs> and I think as I, you know, when we started this conversation, the key word about waterfall is big. It's a scale game in waterfall. And I think that's what makes a number of these deals work is because we we think in, in scale. Giles? That's all we have time for, but uh, pretty exciting stuff happening at Waterville City. Clearly, it's a development uh, to watch till over the next decade or two. That was Giles Pendleton, Chief Development Officer of JC Listed Attack Limited. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Property Pod with Suren Naidu, brought to you by Asset, South Africa's leading digital commercial property magazine. To listen to more episodes, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Follow Seren on Twitter at Seren Naidu for more of his property industry content and other business stories. The Property Pod. Pod. Pod.